When news breaks, go beyond the headlines with the new MSNBC app. Get real-time analysis from live blogs to in-depth essays, video highlights from your favorite shows and hosts, and the latest updates on the 2024 election. Go beyond the what to understand the why. Download the app now at msnbc.com slash app. Welcome to today's meeting of the Velshi Band Book Club. I'm MSNBC's Ali Velshi. Today we're examining just one book, and it is a little different from the others we've featured so far. This book is nonfiction, as applicable in a history lecture as it is in an English classroom. And it is perhaps the most controversial book we've read so far. This book demands its readers have an open mind, a willingness to learn, and an ability to think critically. It is a harsh look at what exactly it means to be American and the nature of this country itself, for better and for worse. I'm talking about The 1619 Project, a new origin story, by Pulitzer Prize winner and friend of the Velshi Band Book Club, Nicole Hannah-Jones. The initiative, named for the year the first enslaved African people arrived on the shores of Virginia, began as an editorial franchise for the New York Times. It has since grown to include a best-selling book, a children's picture book, a class curriculum, a documentary series narrated by Hannah Jones herself on Hulu, and a podcast. But in the suffocating hull of a ship called the White Lion, bound for where they did not know, those who refused to die understood that the men and women chained next to them in the dark were no longer strangers. They had been forged in trauma. They had been made black by those who believed themselves to be white. And where they were headed, black equals slave. So these were their people now. The body of work asks us to re-examine and reframe what we know to be true of U.S. history and consider that, quote, the experience of slavery is inextricable from American history, end quote. The 1619 Project turns to history to explain the present, and successfully so. For example, a grueling exploration into the father of modern gynecology and the black women he experimented on will stay with you for days. The institution of slavery, the project explains, has touched nearly every aspect of modern America, from industry to community. The book also highlights culture and legacy through creative writing. Each chapter includes a work of short fiction or a poem created by a different black writer, including Langston Hughes' famous and tragic poem, American Heartbreak, in the epigraph. Since its inception, the 1619 Project has faced sharp criticism and a relentless firestorm of calls for its ban from school libraries, state senators, and from Trump's White House. A Google search of its title populates thousands of results condemning the book. Why? Well, the 1619 Project encapsulates exactly why books like Dear Martin and Beloved, both also featured on Velshi Band Book Club, are banned each and every day. And it adds footnotes and an extensive list of distinguished peer reviewers. 
It is the convergence of a celebration of black America and a deeply misrepresented fear of so-called critical race theory. It represents change that is not just coming, change that is already here. Right after a quick break, I'll be joined by the author and creator of the 1619 Project, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Nicole Hannah-Jones. Meet Janice. Unfortunately, her thing is sneeze attacks every time spring returns. I literally sneezed 40 times in a row once. Luckily for Janice, at the Walmart pharmacy, she can get over-the-counter allergy relief for things like sneezing, runny nose, and watery eyes, fast with online pickup or delivery. No more suffering? That's nothing to sneeze at. (laughs) I see what you did there. Help survive allergy season with fast online pickup or delivery from Walmart. Welcome to an easier pharmacy. Welcome to your Walmart. Nicole Hannah-Jones. She's a Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter for the New York Times Magazine. She's the creator of the Times Initiative, the 1619 Project, but most importantly today, she's the award-winning author of the book, The 1619 Project, and the inspiration for the Velshi Band Book Club. Thank you for being the reason we wanted to do this, because since then, we have read so much together and learned so much together. Yeah, thank you so much for starting this band book club, especially in these times. It's so necessary to be talking about these efforts to restrict knowledge um, and to defy them. You know, one of the things when we have authors on is uh, their books or when they, they experience some sort of ban or limitation or removal, bookstores put them into a section and their books may well actually sell quite well as a result. I was asking you, when you came out with the 1619 Project at the New York Times Magazine, I don't think you could have foreseen how much criticism you were going to get, good or bad that it happened? Um, I mean, you know, it's it's mixed. Uh, I think so much of the criticism is not legitimate critique. It's not coming from people who have engaged with the ideas of the project or the work. But at the same time, um, the more they talk about it, it just actually helps spread the message, right? I wanted us to know the date 1619 to take that date out of obscurity. And certainly it is, it is not an obscure date anymore. What does thoughtful critique of what you've done look like? Because there's the not, and we find this with every book, there's the not thoughtful stuff that is clearly put forward by somebody who hasn't read the book, doesn't understand what it's about. Have you engaged with people who don't like what you're trying to do or trying to say, but they can be debated? Certainly. I mean, the 1619 Project is making an argument. It is making an argument about American history, about American origins, about the role of slavery and its legacy. And you can agree with the argument or disagree with the argument. I mean, I think that is the purpose of journalism and writing in this way. It's not to simply say, these are my beliefs and everyone has to believe them, but but to say that these ideals are worth considering and debating. So, for instance, Professor Leslie Harris published a piece in Political kind of critiquing some of our claims and saying, I wouldn't have said it that strongly. I've invited her to my class at Howard and and she's talked about her critique. So there's certainly valid critique of any ambitious project, but that's not what we're talking about, right? right? To say, I disagree, I wouldn't say it that way is different from saying kids shouldn't be exposed to this. These ideas don't even belong in the classroom. We should try to ban these books. And that has become couched in this other thing that is a misrepresentation about critical race theory. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about um, this catch-all phrase and the fact that children are learning 
overly sophisticated things in school that that will make them feel like they were to blame for slavery. You've had to deal with this since the first day. You, I, I, you weren't doing any such thing. You were saying, let's look at American history in a, in a broader context. Absolutely. So, I mean, we should just call the, the anti-critical race theory campaign what it is. It's a propaganda campaign, right? It was stoking division for political gain because obviously um, both critical race theory, the actual critical race theory and the 1619 Project are not talking about individuals. We are talking about systems. It's the opposite of that. So it's not saying any child uh, or any person is responsible for things he or she didn't do. It says that we were built on a system of anti-Blackness and racism and that those structures are structured into our society. I also, I have a 12-year-old child and I want my child to learn sophisticated and complicated and nuanced understanding of all things. That's actually why I send her to school. Um, did you, you didn't do the initial 1619 project with the assumption that everybody's going to read all of the nuances and it is sophisticated. And like so many of the books that we've had on, and you told me this in that meeting a year ago, you said this stuff is supposed to make you a little uncomfortable. All the stuff we read is supposed to make you uncomfortable. It's supposed to introduce you into a world that you don't know and bring you facts you didn't already have. Absolutely. I mean, the books that have stuck with me the most through my life are those that have unsettled me, those that have challenged my worldview, that made my mind have to work in a different way. This is how we gain empathy. This is how we gain enlightenment. I mean, this, again, is to me the purpose of an education. Uh, None of us should be sending our children to school simply to have their worldview affirmed in every way. They should be challenged. I mean, think of the books that stick with you most. And when we talk about a shameful past, it's okay to feel ashamed by that. It doesn't mean you have to feel guilt, but collective shame, I don't think is a bad thing. Um, countries do great things and countries do terrible things and we have to deal with it all. So many of the books that face uh, bans are actually aimed at young children. You've actually had an adaptation. You wrote a version of the 1619 Project called Born on the Water, targeted toward a younger age group. Tell me about it. Yeah, so Born on the Water uh, is really an origin story for Black American descendants of slavery. It begins with um, a little girl who gets a very typical assignment, a little Black American girl, draw the flag of your ancestral land. She doesn't know what it is because slavery erased that. So it's trying to give an origin story to the child who was like me and to say, this is your country. This is your native land. You built this country. Uh, your ancestors built this country. And in some ways, it is a, a very patriotic book, just like the 1619 Project is unintentionally patriotic, because what it argues, despite what critics say, is that Black people have believed in this country despite everything that this country has done to Black people. They have loved it and they have fought to make it uh, the country of our highest ideals. So many of our uh, members of the book club love literature and great writing. Uh, you're, you used a lot of fiction and poetry in the book. One of the first poems to appear is White Lion by Claudia Rankin. I'll read the first few lines. Uh, Even dawn begins before its beginning, and still, in the tale of the beginning that forestalls an end, let's agree. A long way from the kingdom of Indango, two English ships pirate a third, the Portuguese São João Bautista, and split up its human cargo. Mm -hmm. Tell me about the choice to include this and, and other poems in the book. This is actually one of the saddest thing about uh, the 1619 Project book bands. These are uh, essays that are written by some of the most uh, prominent historians in America, from Harvard, from Princeton, from Yale, from Penn. And there's all of this fiction and prose written by some of the greatest living American writers, from Claudia Rankin to Barry Jenkins. I mean, go down the list. And 
we included that because we wanted as much as this could be to be a collective story, to to use the descendants of slavery as the greatest testament to uh, everything that our ancestors endured and to provide really a breath between all of these essays to be able to take in writing and the art of those who didn't come here by choice, but have made this country what it is. I'll just end by asking you, uh, you feel stronger for this? You, you and I uh, we're, we're both very engaged on social media, and I used to watch what happened to you. I mean, the way you got dragged by people who had no idea who you were. What's that done to you? I definitely am stronger. I've gotten much better at it. Um, I realized that so many people who were attacking, um, it was me to respond was serving their interests, but it wasn't serving mine. Right. So yeah, the last four years, I'm definitely stronger because what I understand is you don't see these types of efforts against this book or any other books that have been banned if they're not having impact, if they don't matter to millions of people. They're not banning books that no one cares about. So yep. uh, yeah, I'm definitely stronger. And, and again, I just, I so appreciate the way that you have shown the light on this uh, for the last year. Thank you to Nicole Hannah-Jones, Pulitzer Prize-winning reporter covering racial injustice for The New York Times Magazine, and the creator and writer of today's Velshi Band book club feature, The 1619 Project. Next time on The Velshi Band Book Club, we're highlighting two powerful books. Aristotle and Dante Discover the Secrets of the Universe by Benjamin Alire Sines and Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez. Both books masterfully explore what it means to be Latino while telling poignant love stories. Aristotle and Dante is a lyrically written depiction of first love from an LGBTQ plus perspective, while Out of Darkness is, ultimately, an honest and brutal look at racism and sexism in the 1930s. Be prepared to be moved to tears reading both. Thanks so much for listening. The writer and producer of this podcast is Hannah Holland. Our booking producer is Lily Corvo. Associate producers are Chanel Adams, Samantha Brown, Nicole McReynolds, and Jen Maris Perez. Production assistant is Eunice Adekoya. Our senior producers are Jared Blake, Dina Moss, and Alicia Conley. Rebecca Dryden is our executive producer. Our technical director is Bryson Barnes. Our audio engineer is Cedric Wilson. Aisha Turner is the executive producer for MSNBC Audio. And Rebecca Cutler is the Senior Vice President for Content Strategy at MSNBC. Search for Velshi Band Book Club wherever you get your podcasts and follow the series. You can also catch Velshi on MSNBC every weekend at 10 a.m. Eastern. Get the latest updates on this year's high-stakes election with MSNBC's How to Win 2024 newsletter. When you subscribe, you'll get expert analysis on key races sent straight to your inbox, including articles written by the host of the How to Win podcast, Jennifer Palmieri. Subscribe today at msnbc.com win.